Sit down in your comfiest chair and pour yourself a mug of hot apple cider. It's time for Lo-Fi D&D Voyages. Lo-Fi D&D Voyages. This is a podcast where I, along with a group of five of my very good friends, play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition in a world and story of my own design. All five of you hold your breath as the wind whips through your hair as you stand on the deck of your ship. It's taken all of the patience you possess to stay quiet while she looks at each one of you, judging you from toe tips to teeth. She is your very last chance. Every other chef that you've interviewed has to come work on your boat has shot you down. And as you all know, having a chef on your boat, that is everything to survival out on the waves. More important than cannons, captain, or crew, the quality of a chef is what makes a ship sail or sink. But every other chef has indeed shot you down. Whether it's because you're escaped convicts, or because you claim the world is ending with no evidence to prove it, or because the job of chef on your ship comes with no pay and a high risk of death, well, the applicant pool has been small. But finally, she sets her ladle down, and she speaks. My friends told me, Buns, they said, Buns, you're not in the brain to go off with that lot. Now, my friends, they'd say that about the nicest boys in town. They'd say that about the nicest boys, just to keep me home. They say my curiosity will kill me someday. But this time, I could tell it. They meant it. But you've all been nice to me so far, and I like the smell of your ship. As she says this, your ship blushes a deep scarlet. So I'll give you one chance, but just one chance. Tell me... She pauses for a second, screwing up the courage to ask the questions that she's been bursting to ask you this entire interview. Tell me how it all started, when you were stuck inside the most secure prison in the world. And and tell me how you met, and tell me how you learned to trust each other, and how you escaped. She bites her lip and pauses again. This clearly is the real question that she is too scared to ask. Finally, it comes out a whisper that you all have to lean in to hear. Tell me how you know the world is ending. I am Ben Schiffler, and I'm your dungeon master. Is that sincerely the voice you're going to be using for this NPC? Very much so. (laughs) Phenomenal. (laughs) That was the voice I was going to use for Flex and Roan. Oh, that is good that I took it from you then. (laughs) 
It's going to be really hard for listeners to determine which one of you is speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're both just in this high-pitched. All right, where are we starting? Okay. Several weeks earlier, all five of you are in your separate cells, never having met, not knowing that you will soon be fighting at each other's side for the rest of your lives, which might not be very long at all. Jeez. (laughs) You all are just waking up to the cozy comfort of a familiar prison cell at the start of just another day. So that's where we begin. And now, as we'll do each episode, everyone can kind of introduce themselves, where they're at, uh, what's going on, as well as who they are. So can you describe anything else about this prison that we're in? Like, is it Alcatraz? Absolutely. So this prison sits at the very end of the world. This world is a giant triangle, and this prison sits at the very, very, very end of it. The, The end of this long isosceles triangle sitting over the edge. The prison is not Alcatraz. Uh, it is, uh, it sits over the empty void of space. So there are a couple of real nasty solitary confinement cells that sit with openness to the void outside you that eventually drive you mad and throw yourself off into emptiness. But you guys are most likely in the, the normal cells in one of the, uh, cell blocks and, uh, uh there are, look one two three four five six seven different big cell blocks um cell blocks a through whatever the seventh letter is and uh uh you guys don't need to be in the same one but they all they all kind of spokes off of this thing that sit on the uh on the land side of the uh the prison the prison is not the only thing however that sits at the very end of this isosceles triangle the warden the warden's uh, husband uh, saw the opportunity that lots of people liked visiting this prison because it does have gorgeous views and vistas. So on top of this prison is built a delightful vacation bed and breakfast. Uh, <laughs> and it is the job of some of the uh, the prisoners who are best behaved uh, to go up and work the bed and breakfast. So what? if you're I a very polite person. Here. Well, yeah, I mean, probably you wouldn't, but I don't know. It sounds kind of nice. Go sit at the end of the world, drinking mimosas prepared for you by prisoners. This is very so much bad. a Hunger Games scenario. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what what do you want us to... So what are we doing now? What are we describing? So describe... Uh, you're waking up. Uh, it's morning before you're let back out into the caf- the shared cafeteria. Um, what do you do each morning in prison? What's your prison like? Who's your uh, prison mate if you've got one? Um, how have you have you decorated your prison if you have? Should Should I just go first? Should we go down the line? Should How do you? Mm-hmm. What order? Should, okay. Yeah. Sure. Just... Okay. So, oh man, I'm having a little bit of a hard time visualizing this, but let's see what. Are are they allowing us any objects? Like, do do we have any possessions? Uh, if you have possessions, you've definitely gotten them illicitly, or at least not super officially. You're not officially supposed to have any possessions, but there's a pretty large network of crime bosses and stuff. So if you talk to the right people, they could smuggle you, like, a poster of a cat saying, keep it up, Charlie. Great. <laughs> a poster of a cat. All right. Um, so my name is... Emma, um, but my college nickname is Scotty, and all these people I'm doing this podcast with all call me Scotty, so I'm sorry if that's confusing, but my name is Emma slash Scotty. Um, I'm playing a elf sorcerer um, named Ishmael Overcast, and I, let's see, I'm a musician, but they've taken my, my musician object of choice, which is a guitar, so I think my daily routine is being a little bit annoying to my 
prison roommate uh, and doing like some tapping the walls kind of drum beats and and some singing uh, because I want to do like anything I can to keep myself from going insane in here. And also because I don't I don't give a shit about his happiness because uh, I'm in fucking prison. So I think I in the morning I like uh, am, am doing some some beats and some taps uh, today in particular. I'm singing uh, I'm singing Moon Dance I think, um, and I what else what else should I describe? Ooh, I think that's great. I think the one other thing that you guys should all know is that when this prison was being built, uh, the uh, the warden at the time who was building it had a unfortunate, uh, well, bit of policy placed upon him that uh, there was a, a school class um, from an island pretty far away that was doing a project on uh, prison reform and uh, uh, healthy prison design. Uh, and so as they took a tour through the class, they uh, uh, wrote up a document which was un- unfortunately put into an official ledger uh, for the creation of the prison. Uh, and in this ledger uh, was required that all prison cells, as a, a way of ethically treating their prisoners and uh, advocating for their reform, have two incredibly comfortable leather armchairs, uh, a constantly roaring fire, and a <laughs> shelf of books. It was a sixth grade class that was coming up with the uh, the ways to reform prisons. So they figure that if at least if there's a couple of cozy chairs and a fire and some books, they can at least have a good time. Um, so in, in the center of each of your cells, there are two very uh, moth eaten old leather chairs, a fire with a fire elemental sitting in it, uh, a pretty small one that is constantly burning a fire, uh, and a shelf of uh, 50 years out of date books chosen by uh, Miss Midgen's sixth grade class. Wow. So are they like sixth grade reading level books like Harry Potter one and sideways stories from wayside school and stuff (laughs) yeah and then there's also some ones from fourth grade because they figured like oh yeah they probably would love a magic treehouse or (laughs) you know a couple of nancy drew juniors um so you got options i've i've read a few of those but uh today i'm feeling the music um should i describe what i look like or anything else about myself like how i got here or are we doing that later uh we can do that later okay well yeah that's me that's what i'm doing Perfect. Okay. I'm Nick. I'm playing a half-orc rogue named Flax and Roan. And I, in my uh, cell time, am poring over the books because I come from an isolated island uh, where knowledge often doesn't reach. And when we are allowed out of our cells, I am constantly plotting my escape because it is my goal in life to explore as much as I can. Awesome. Yeah, all of the books in your cell are about uh, bugs. Uh, bugs. It seems like whoever, which, whichever of the students was tasked with filling up your thing had a bit of like a, a, a bug thing. So there's a lot of stuff about the various different bugs of different islands. Um, mm. Histories. There is a coloring book, but most of them are already colored in poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is it's a okay. little like... I don't packet have any of crayons. crayons. No, there is a little pack of oh. crayons that comes with it. They're mostly broken. They're the only sharp. one that isn't broken is white. So Cool. Yeah, I can't draw with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, in that case, right now, at this very moment, I am uh, bartering with other cellmates for ad- more adventure books. Mm, so, very nice. Yeah, I got you, six uh, books on bugs and a white crayon. All right, I got I got two through four of the uh, the Mystery Boys series. Anyone got anyone got one through three? 
there's shouting through the outside of your cell block. Yeah. Uh, no, but I got one through three of Ornithopterologists, the book about flying bug robots. Uh, and this, uh, this commences in shouting, which you hear some banging from the guards, uh, down the, down the walkway outside your cell. All right. Uh, do I ever get any adventure books? Uh, I'd say, yeah, you've probably amassed a small stockpile. Um, maybe make me a persuasion check just to see how many you've gotten over time, over your time. All right. Wow. I rolled a 24. 24? Holy cats! Yeah, you have, for sure, you've got a, you've got a nice little, uh, secreted shelf full of adventuring books, uh, a couple of, uh, interesting maps, uh, of areas that you've never seen before. Um, Oh, yeah. They're, they're, of course, all, you know, political maps from 50 years ago for mm-hmm. sixth graders, but they're interesting nonetheless, as well as a couple of fun accounts of uh, historical accounts of famous adventurers. Nice. When I'm out in the yard, I'm uh, honing my, my sleight of hand and pickpocketing skills by both pickpocketing and also performing very simple card tricks that I've learned. Love it. All right, Connor, let's go to you. Hi, I'm Connor, uh, and I'm playing a high elf barbarian named Avalon Veristinia. Gesundheit. Um, and, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, and, um, well, I spend all of my time in this cell alternating between some really intense, like, focused meditation to deal with the fact that some of the rest of the time I am in a murderous rage and I'm trying to bash my way out of the cell. Uh, I don't like that. So uh, the rest of the time I sit on the ground meditating. Uh, the books uh, I read in 24 hours and then threw into the fire and ah, the yes. armchairs have <laughs> long since been demolished. So <laughs> it's really just me and a bunch of rubble. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, the fire elemental also peaced out after a couple days. He as did not, your yeah. your bunkmate. Like I think after uh, after the first couple out outbursts, they decided that you were better just to be on your own inside that metal box. Uh, and so yeah, you've got nobody. Yes. So I'm either at any time I'm doing one of three things: meditating trying to bash my way out of the cell or yelling at the guards uh, to let me out because they should, because I deserve to be let out. Do they know who I am? Ah, yes. At this point, based on the number of times that you've shouted it, I'm sure they certainly do know who you are. All right, sweet. Uh, Jake. Hello, I am Jake and I am playing a human named Virgil Badwater, who is a fighter but he thinks of himself as more of a cowboy poet. <laughs> he is, I'm currently <laughs> sitting on the floor, um, and I'm scrawling a poem onto the back of a book. Um, I think I finished it. I'm not super happy with the ending, but, you know, what's ever really finished? So I, I scoot over to the, to the wall of my cell, and... Um, I read it out loud to the dwarf in the cell next to me, because if he likes the poem, he's going to give me some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it goes. What, what do you do to pass the time? And why do you want to pass it? 
It passes either way, you know, faster than a rabbit. Hmm. And then I wait, and he slides three cigarettes through the bars, and I light one with a fire elemental and little and let out a long puff. Your fire elemental, which I believe is a little fire ant yes. that uh, uh, <laughs> hangs out in your shirt collar or wherever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he or she, uh, does it have a name Becky. or is it more of just a Becky? Short for uh, Becky. Ah, good. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my goodness. Becky, uh, Becky lets out a little chirp, uh, saying that, uh, at least she quite appreciated the poem. She would have given you at least six cigarettes. She also lights my cigarette. And, uh, uh, with that, the, uh, uh, the dwarf recedes its hand back into the cell and thumps back into his leather chair. Much appreciated. All right, Shing. Uh, my name is Shing, and I'm playing a human bard named Rowan Ridley. Um, I wake up in my cell, and, uh, today's the day that I finally managed to get the last thing on my, uh, bartering list. Uh, I've managed to, uh, in my days here in the prison, trade away the objects uh, uh, in my cell left over by the sixth grade class um, to my fellow cell, like my sort of surrounding cell unit uh, for a number of objects. And um, the last item I received was a small pot uh, of uh, a small pot, planting pot and a handful of fertilizer uh my cellmate a very disgruntled orc is not happy with me he is like giving me the cold shoulder because i traded away um the hungry hungry caterpillar which he had been dying to read um (laughs) yeah it's a good book it's a good book uh but i i tell him i really need it and he's a little bit scared of me he's too he's a bit wary of me to do anything about it uh, so that's that's what I've been doing. Awesome. That's so good. So what's uh, everyone's and, uh, races real quick? Wait, hang on. Why don't we do name and race again? Well, we could actually, sorry, we could roll in the fun fact about yourself into this too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so just like a TLDR. Um, I'm Emma. My fun fact is my nickname is Scotty, and that's confusing. Uh, my character is a elf sorcerer male, even though I'm a female player. My name is Nick. I live on a sailboat. My character's name is Flaxen Rogue, Flaxen Roan, the half-orc rogue. And I'm going to get that wrong a lot. <laughs> Flaxen Rogue, the half-orc Roan. You already have twice. I'm Connor. Um, I sing a lot, but my character doesn't because he's a barbarian who's also an elf somehow. And his name is? Oh, and his name is Avalen Veristinia. My name's Jake. My fun fact is that I... Sometimes have a mustache. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. I, I don't know. I think that might be a little too fun. I think it's a little bit too intimate for the viewers. It's <laughs> too exciting. And You're really going to have a window into your personal too, life Too now. specific, really, actually. Yeah. I'm playing a human fighter named Virgil Badwater. And uh, finally, uh, my name is Xing. Fun fact, it means star in Chinese. And I'm playing uh, Rowan Ridley, who is a human bard. Beautiful. 
So, the five of you are all in your various cells. Uh, you guys are all in different cell blocks of the, I think I said seven different cell blocks. Uh, they all were uh, put together by a different uh, period of Miss Midgen sixth grade class. Um, so, all seven of them have various different theming. Um, there's a social studies one, an algebra one, an art class one, history, um, and uh, the uh, so you can kind of figure out where you are based on which books are in your room, right? Uh, general science is the uh, the one where all the bugs are. And uh, it's a little late in the day, let's say around 11 a.m., uh, and they still haven't come to open up your cells yet, which is late, uh, and everyone in the cells are getting restless. Uh, it's Normally, it's like 10.30 sharp. Guards all come over to let you out of your cells, uh, let you go into the main cafeteria to get breakfast and uh, uh, to generally like mingle those of you that have jobs, either at the bed and breakfast upstairs or in like the, the various helping areas uh the uh the laundry services the kitchen that kind of stuff you'd all like shuffle off to those uh sometime in the day but uh unfortunately the uh, uh they still haven't let them open so everyone is getting super restless and the person who is clearly getting the most restless uh is the the well, it's, uh, he is literally sh letting off sparks, uh, coming off of his body. Uh, that would be, uh, Ishmael Overcast's cell partner. Um, your cell oh. partner is a, uh, pretty beefy chained fire elemental, uh, that's what? chained down to his bed on the other side of the room. Uh, and is, uh, he, he can't, can't come, he, he can't leave his cell because he's bound there. As a, as an elemental, you and as a person familiar with elemental, Elementals, you know that uh, to bind an elemental, you got to put magic chains on them, and uh, uh, usually you might uh, not chain them to something, but they they there's no way they can slip out. So fire elemental is bound to the other bed uh, to, uh, in the room and is getting all hot and bothered by the uh, the beats, the sick tapping and note beats coming from the other side of the room from you. Oh my god! Okay, I then if this has been normal, that this crazy man is bound to the bed on the other side of the room. This is probably like a game of chicken that I'm playing with him here. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like looking at him while like playing my beats, seeing how how angry I can make this guy. I'm, I'm trolling him, I guess. Amazing. So make me a trolling is... check, absolutely. Okay. This is horrifying. I, trolling? I don't think I'm It's like uh, charisma. That's a nat 20, I would 20, say charisma. Baby. Nat 20. Oh, so you, you tee him up a little more, a little more, play a couple of those sick... And then he just, he kind of flashes a look at you and you see uh, your cellmate is, he's taken the form as a fire elemental of just a literal lion, like a literal <laughs> big lion made of fire. Holy and shit. you can see his mane just gets bigger and bigger as he's sitting in the cell and he just kind of like claws at his bed, leaving scorch marks in the pillow. And you can see like, oh, you're at the edge, you're at the edge. And eventually, just as you're just about to play like one more snare on a on a copy of, you know, Miss Smidgen's uh, tips for Spelling household book. cleaning. Uh, yeah, uh, she uh, the the fire beast uh, lunges at you, uh, wrenching the bed from the wall. Oh, uh, so the uh, the two sides of the uh, two two of the the pillars in the bed like wrench up, and the lion lunges forward and 
roars at you. Um, uh, and with this, uh, a couple of cell guards immediately begin sprinting down the way, but you're definitely going to have to make me a dexterity save to get away from that. I would love to make you breath. a dex save. I got a 12. A 12. You try and duck away, but you still do take full damage from this uh, a jet of fire that comes from the lion's Just putting mouth. putting this out there. I have six health. Amazing. Uh, sorry, you have two health because oh. you just took four points of oh. fire damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe inducing psychosis in your cellmate wasn't the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I stopped playing. Great. Uh, as as you stop playing, the, in fact, actually, the whole like cell kind of comes to a quiet as people hear two of the guards yelling and running down the the. Uh, uh, cell block. They have like little beat sticks that they're running along the bars uh, <laughs> to try and give them like a as they run through. I and, back uh, up against uh, the wall and hold my hands up and go, whoa, man, whoa, whoa, sorry, whoa. The, the lion looks to you and says, I don't like your drumming. You don't like the classics? Very much. It's just the classics, no. man. Jazz? I I'm gonna eat you now. No, you oh, He says, no, no, no. trying to paw his way over to you. I hold out for the guards to get there because I don't think I'm the, allowed to the, do stuff, right? I, I, I'm i assuming I can't fight back or I will go into super prison. So I'm just going to wait for the guards. That's a good call. Uh, as you uh, you back your way up against the far wall uh, and the lion strains against its chains that's bound to the last two bedposts that are still stuck in the ground. Uh, and uh, the two guards approach uh, and immediately uh, one of them uh, uh, shrieks and the other one uh, grabs a bucket of water that's kept outside your cell for such occasions and chucks it on the fire elemental. Uh, and the fire elemental immediately like hisses uh, and uh, backs up as its, fi- as its flame retreats uh, and it uh, kind of uh, what cowers in the corner uh, and uh, its its human voice becomes a little less uh, audible as it just starts growling more uh, and uh, one of the guards says to the other one like ah, this is why we shouldn't be leaving them in this long they get all like antsy and they'll start eating each other the other one says shut up not in front of the I, uh, we should, we should let them out anyway though widely and, and say to the two of them like well can I get another cell or something please this is crazy uh look this is obviously untenable um yeah uh, says one of the the smaller of the guards uh kind of a, a weaselly looking human uh but it'll definitely require an official request to have you have a new cellmate uh so it'll take some time uh-huh. we just gotta let this block out there's no way uh there's cut the freeze hey everyone let the guards out let the guards Sorry, let the prisoners out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the other guard kind of pats him on his shoulder and says, yeah, hang in there, bud. First day's rough for everybody. Uh, and uh, the weaselly looking guard uh, sheepishly turns over towards you, pulls a, a set of keys out of its pocket and kind of uh, uh, looks to open up the, uh, looking up, open up your door. I inch towards that door, ready to leave. As you do, all five of you here over the intercom system, the magical intercom system that blasts through all of the prison, you hear a voice that you have not heard before. Normally, the intercom vo- the intercom that comes over the system is the warden, uh, a pretty old beastly guy that you probably haven't even seen in person. But from his voice, he looks like he is a nasty person not to be messed with. The voice that comes over the intercom, however, is almost certainly of a pubescent girl uh, who uh, is very irritated. 
I told you to not let anyone out of their cells. Freeze the openings. And whoever guard ordered this allowed, I want to speak to them in the warden's office right now. I'm coming around to do inspection. Nobody move. The two guards in front of you look like shell-shocked. They are both terrified, and they look back and forth between each other, and the weaselly one says, So, should I not move, or should I go to the warden's office? The big one kind of looks over towards you and shrugs. I don't know what's going on. I I freeze, too. The weaselly one looks at you and says kind of, I don't know. Who do you- who do you think that is? Uh, warden's daughter? New warden? You got a new warden? At this, at this, the eyes of the older looking guard who's standing next to the Weasley one go wide and and you can tell the idea of the warden's daughter being here terrifies him. At this, he looks over to the Weasley guard and says, we better clear off. Uh, let's lie low for a bit. Maybe we'll head upstairs. You do not want to come in contact with with her. Uh, he grabs the keys, relocks your cell, uh, and immediately grabs the Weasley guard, and the two of them uh, begin to book it away. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, you hear uh, from the voice of the dwarf in your cell next to you, Virgil Badwater, you hear the, the dwarf that gave you uh, those three cigarettes mutter under his breath, Oh, this is very bad news. Very bad news indeed. Do tell. Was that a new voice, or did somebody got the warden's gonads in a vice? Uh, that, no. No, that's not what happened. That is definitely a new voice. But it's one I've heard before. I well. used to work topside, up in the, the B&B, and I had a couple run-ins with the warden. I did not come out unscathed. Wow. But the warden is nothing compared to his daughter. She is a piece of work. That's quite a terrifying notion. You know, one of my favorite things about you is how similar our voices are. (laughs) Yeah, ain't that just the truth? (laughs) Fortunately, I don't even cousins or something. I don't even have a name, so it's probably likely that if you continue in the story of this of your life without interacting with me a lot more, it won't be confusing to anyone trying to listen to the two of us talk. I'll be sure to leave you behind. <laughs> you know, maybe I will be a big part of the story now, just for you saying that. Mind if I have those cigarettes back? I like yes, to think I do. that. I like to think that the dwarf just like really liked his voice and just started unconsciously copying him. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been near each other for a while. Uh, it is uh, to a different cell that the warden's daughter comes first in her rounds of inspection. Uh, It is to the twin cells of Rowan Ridley uh, and Rowan Ridley's roommate. I swear Uh, under my breath. (laughs) nasty looking half. Wait, so this is the warden or the warden's daughter? Uh, This, well, you've only ever seen like the warden do rounds over areas before and usually it's with his face concealed and he won't talk much. Mm -hmm. He'll just mutter instructions to his lackeys who are elementals bound to him. Gotcha. But the warden's daughter is the one who is coming down uh, cell block C, your cell block Mm -hmm. uh, and your cell block would probably be the wait, what, what was the books in your? The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, yeah. In that case, 
I guess this is my English class. <laughs> yeah, that class. would be the uh, the writing block. Oh yeah, writer's block is the writer's kids block. Call it. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you, uh, the warden's daughter comes uh, walking through, but you make me a perception check. Ooh. I mean, I got a nat one, but then I have like four perceptions, so five. Ah, cool. Yeah, you hear the, the warden's daughter approach, uh, and she mutters some things to some people in the other cells to your left mm-hmm. as she approaches you, but you don't manage to catch what they are. Mm. However, the silence is broken by the warden's daughter approaching the outside of your cell, and at her side is what can only be a bone elemental. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty old-looking guy. He's got most of his bones and few of his teeth. Uh, it's fully a skeleton, uh, though it looks pretty big, uh, either like it's been enchanted to be large or like someone had some clever ideas to add a couple extra vertebrae into his spine. And he's got some like additional bones from animals that are certainly not human. But the girl approaches the outside of your sh- cell with uh, a little notebook in her hands, uh, and she eyes the two of you where and then walks over towards the half-orc. And she calls out, Hey, I need to take notes. My father did not leave me any information when he put me in charge of this entire prison this morning. So I need to make an accurate census of the entire prison. So I need to know what your name is and what got you in here, how long you've been in here, and uh, uh, if you could just give me that info, that would be great. And things don't have to get. Uh, she uh, fingers a pouch on her belt. Nasty. At this, the half-orc looks up, uh, and with a bit of a steely glaze in his eye, uh, he says, I already gave information to the warden. I don't see why I have to give you nothing. The warden's daughter smiles and says, Oh, well then... Come a little closer. Maybe I can come let you out to the cafeteria. The orc gets up and kind of smiles, and he's like, Yeah. Uh, do you know what they have on for breakfast this month? Uh, uh, as he walks towards the door, he freezes, uh, almost caught in midair. Uh, as you see, uh, the warden's daughter hold up her hand. Uh, and slowly, very slowly, you see uh, the half-orc's skeleton fly out of his skin. What? Uh, and keep walking while the rest of him stops uh, and kind of crumples to the ground as a gooey mess. And the skeleton keeps walking, uh, and then terrified, looks back down at the rest of the orc, uh, and then shrieks, uh, and crumples in a pile of bones to the ground. Holy And oh the warden's daughter says, uh, well, perhaps you won't be needing anything from the cafeteria then. Uh, Gramps, can you pick him up? I'm gonna talk to the other, uh, prisoner here. So, The warden's uh, daughter walks uh, over towards you and says... Uh, so would you like to go to the cafeteria as well, or do you want to answer my three quick questions? Uh, so I've been watching this entire scenario unfold from, like, the top bunk. And while this is going on, I kind of just, like, stereotypically, like, kind of shove my contraband under my sheets. Uh, Great. (laughs) Sleight of hand check, maybe, for me? Sleight of hand. You can have advantage since you're, uh, pretty perceptive and you have some time and she's distracted. So advantage means you get to roll the die twice and take the higher number. Ooh, sick. 17. Uh, you're able to to jam your contraband underneath your uh, mattress, and when she walks over towards you, you look as innocent as anyone else in prison. Yeah, so I'm like all, you know, uh, what's the word, all sunshine and rainbows, I'm like smiling, 
Uh, and I'm just like, well, of course, um, it'd be my pleasure to help you out here in, in, in your census taking. All right. What's your name? How long have you been in prison so far? And uh, what are you in here for? Well, uh, well, my dear, my name is uh, Rowan Ridley. I've been here two weeks and I am here, unfortunately, uh, for treason. She does a double take and looks back at you and says, treason. Now, traditionally, treason is a big enough crime we'd put you in one of the void cells where you sit above the stars and eventually throw yourself to death. Oh, yes. Um, that was their first choice of uh, cell cells for me. But uh, I was I, I've been behaving myself uh, when I was in the holding and they your father uh allowed me the comfort of uh, his, you know, the comfort uh, for his uh, prestigious prison and allow me to stay in this room. Good to know. I'll be certain to correct that. Thank you. Uh, And uh, she turns over to this bone elemental and says, Gramps, let's move along. And they walk down out of the cell. Oh, Gramps. Oh, man. I let out an exhale and I'm like, woof. <laughs> uh, the next cell that she approaches is the el- is the cell of the elf barbarian whose cell is torn to pieces. Uh, and there's no one else there. And so she approaches with uh, no caution at all. Um, but uh, she motions for Gramps to go uh, walk over to one of the other cells that she has to census. It's clear that she's been walking for a little while now. And uh, she's frustrated at the amount of time it's taken. Fortunately, it looks like there's another bone elemental that's there to help her out. Uh, it looks like the remains of one orc that's going over and taking census from a couple of the other blocks. Uh, she fashioned a pair of manacles that sit it's on that orc's uh, uh, wrists, so it is bound to do her every task now. She can just kill a person and, and bind them to her immediately? Sorry. Yeah, that's horrifying. That's yeah, crazy. That's really? <laughs> yeah, people awful. are scared of the warden's daughter. Yeah. Whew. Uh, it's the uh, elf barbarian. You see... Uh, you actually... Let's say you see the, the old bone elemental uh, wander over towards you. He's got uh, a small sheaf of paper, and he looks pretty amicable as he kind of, like, casually goes dumpty-dumpty-dump down the walkway uh, over towards your cell. And who are you supposed to be? Good morning! Good morning! That's a pretty shining one out there, don't you say? I wouldn't know. You haven't let me out today. (laughs) <laughs> well, I haven't got no key, except perhaps a skeleton key, he says. And he kind of laughs to himself. <sighs> oh, you don't look so well. Eh, you don't look so well at all, he says as he looks around your cell. I am in perfect health. Uh, so it would seem, uh... I tend, when I'm working with my granddaughter, to practice a few breathing exercises. Would you like to do a few with me? Of course, I can't breathe, as it were, but I think pretending to is just about as calming. I would not. Tell me why you are here, strange old man who is dead. The the one I prefer the most is just, it's a very simple technique called square breathing. Now you take three counts and you breathe in. Then you hold it for three counts. Then you breathe out for three counts. 
and then you hold it for three counts. And you do this for around a minute. It, it tends to center me whenever I find myself in a tense situation. This is a waste of time. Ah, uh, I think you'll find it's the best use of time at some point in your life. Uh, and he pats the, the bars on your cell affectionately. You're hmm. just like my granddaughter. Now, uh, what I do need from you for her, because she is quite determined to fulfill up to her father's legacy... I need from you your name, what you did to get yourself in here, though I'm sure you're innocent, and the duration of how long you've been in. My name is Avalen of the noble house Veristinia, and I'm in here for destruction of property, and I'm awaiting trial on manslaughter charges. It, it, it was the same incident. I... Lost my temper at a pub, slammed my fists into the bar, and some idiot at the other end of the bar got launched into the ceiling. He nods and says, I'd try square breathing next time. Think that might help you. I've been here for four months, which seems a bit long for destruction of property. Hmm... Yes. Uh, also, my eyes don't work so well as they used to. Any chance you could tell me roughly what you look like? Just so I can have a little description here to write down for you. Ah, uh, I am above average height, 6'1". I am quite muscled. I have long, flowing, blonde hair, pale skin, gold eyes. I am an... I am a paragon of the okay. elven race. This thing of describing yourself in character is a little bizarre. <laughs> I am quite muscled. <laughs> My long flowing golden hair ripples in the breeze. I like My it. I have cool. above average hair. <laughs> I have an above um, average nose. Do I notice when, when he mentioned that he has no keys on him, is he telling the truth? Like, can I... Uh, yeah, you can actually see he has nothing on him except what looks like a pair of manacles uh, that make him bound as a bone elemental. Hmm. Are the manacles within reach? Uh, yeah, if you really stretched. Do I think that I would be able to break them? Uh, from what you know about uh, working with elementals, uh, you know that elemental manacles are very strong magical artifacts. You uh, need yes. a very strong source of magic to break them, just like punching them real hard. Uh, that won't shatter the bonds of what keeps an mm. elemental bound. Well then, I retreat back into my cell because this has clearly been a colossal waste of my time and patience, and I start meditating, which is not the same thing as breathing exercises. Uh, as you meditate, uh, he walks away from the cell and says, Just remember, three counts in, three counts hold, three counts out, and three counts hold again. I, uh, in an attempt to vent some of my anger, but not necessarily at him, uh, direct a firebolt uh, at uh, one of the walls of the cell. It leaves a scorch mark next to 18 others. <laughs> yes. The next cell that is approached by the uh, warden's daughter, this time accompanied by the skeleton of an orc uh, who looks terrified, is Flaxen Roan. Did you have a roommate? Do you have a cellmate? Nope. 
Okay. Uh, I have been begging for a cellmate, but they don't want to give me one just because of that. Mm. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Flax and Roan, you are approached by the warden's daughter uh, who mutters something uh, and uh, uh, to the skeleton, then walks up to the cells uh, and shouts, uh, tell me your name, tell me how long you've been in here, tell me uh, why you're in here, and a little quick description of yourself and make it quick. I'm not in a good mood. Well, I'm Flax and Roan. I'm in here because I leveled the city of Goldenport. I led the charge that leveled the city of Goldenport. And leveled, she says, looking at you curiously. To the ground. You destroyed an entire city? She looks kind of impressed. Yeah. How? That's right. You an elementalist? No. I'm a a soldier. Oh. So how did you level it? With like a big fist? Or like a Tools. lot of... Oh. Catapults, oh. trebuchets, Ugh. battering rams, you bombs. What? <laughs> She's so not into Explosives. <laughs> explosives. We leveled it with explosives. That's I can make an explosive out of anything. You can, she says, looking at you interestedly <laughs> and now looking around your cell. I just give her a look. I will be noting that down. I am a pretty... I'm, I'm a half-orc. Emphasis on the half, but there's no question that I'm an orc. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty scrawny. I'm more human proportioned. And uh, I'd really like my scarf to be returned. Mm. So you say you can make an explosive out of anything? Even a scarf? Well, y- yeah, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> mm. <laughs> gonna note that one now. Very believable. Uh, yeah, the next cell that's approached uh, is the cell of the dwarf uh, who mutters in low tones to uh, the skeletal gramps. Uh, and it's the skeletal orc that approaches you, Virgil, uh, who looks terrified and mutters, is continuously muttering under his breath uh, as he walks up to your cell and says, um, 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 uh, um, I'm working for the warden's daughter. I'm, and, uh, could you, uh, give me your name, uh, your charge and your duration of your stay and brief little thing I can write down about what you look like? Howdy. Name's Virgil. I've been here two years and I'm in on account of a triple homicide. Oh, he loses a couple bones. But I swear I only did the one of them. I take a drag of my cigarette and then put it out on the ground. He is terrified of you. What's your name? My, mama, 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 my name? You're asking? That's right. Yeah, blue, 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 blueberry. You can tell by his bones, it's clearly the bones of a half orc that probably was very cocky 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can see, I'm a human. I'm six foot five. I got, I got a head of nice blonde hair, and uh, right now I got a beard because I ain't been shaving. Seems like at least now you currently have a mustache. He says, somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in there. At least now. <laughs> Blueberry says, "So you uh, you only did the one killing then?" 
I did the killing of the double homicider. Oh, well, that seems like it's more of a good thing than... That's what I told them, but I got stuck with all three. The last cell that they approach is the cell of the fire elemental, uh, as well as uh, Ishmael Overcast. Um, The warden's daughter tries to question the fire elemental, but the fire elemental will not speak. Uh, And so uh, they pop open the cell and the two bone elementals uh, drag the fire elemental by its manacles. uh, As the warden's daughter says, to the void cells. And then she, inside the cell, uh, walks over towards you uh, and starts, like, sniffing and looking around. I just, uh, I wait. I try to stay as still as possible so that she doesn't notice anything bad, like like the principal is watching kind of situation. Uh, and I watch her very carefully and say slowly, uh, so what, do you need something? Yeah, I do. I wait. She flashes you a look that says that she's clearly enjoying this power dynamic. Okay, I, I I continue to wait. After waiting an uncomfortable amount of time as she kind of looks over your cell, uh, she says to you, what's your name? Ishmael. Surname? Uh, I, I like duck my head awkwardly away and like scratch the back of it and say overcast, like kind of mumbled. Ishmael overcast. You, Overcast? Are you sure? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yep. You wouldn't be happen to be related yeah. to one Annalisa Overcast. Yeah, I am, yep. Oh, well, you know that she's uh, she's on vacation upstairs. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, what? she just ordered a... I was just in the kitchens. Are you... Oh no, oh, okay. Um, She doesn't know so... I'm here, does she? No, her interest gets piqued. Shit. <laughs> okay, I start sweating. And a why bit. wouldn't you want that? Uh, no reason. She says, smiling. No, nothing. Perception check, please. Uh huh. Okay, eleven. Uh, she does not press the point. Okay. So, um, what are you in here for, Ishmael? I I pause a bit before responding, but then I just look at her dead inside and I say, theft. Theft. Just theft. Of? It takes uh, theft of something very particularly powerful to land you in this prison. Yeah. You you know this- It's expensive to ship a prisoner all the way out here. It's, uh, that's, that's not something you do for stealing your neighbor's sheep, she says, smiling. You're just gonna go tell my sister, aren't you? No, I never, she says. Uh, as she gets, as she's walking around, the hood's fallen off her face, and you can actually see she's definitely 15 years old. She's got, like, a very black, like, dress aesthetic, and she is as goth as a 15-year-old can be. Um, <laughs> oh, she's got a little, no. like, skull hairpin and oh, black nice. and white striped leggings uh, and some uh, flats on, and she's kind of walking around the room, grinning with a toothy right. grin. Okay. Bangs that cover her whole face. Yes. She also, you can definitely tell that she is a powerful elementalist uh, and some kind of mage herself. Uh, she's got a pouch uh, that you can clearly identify as uh, a set of alchemical elemental reagents in her on her belt. Uh, kind of, it's a, a black uh, bag with a skull clasp. Oh, cute. Um. Okay, so if she seems clearly like an elementalist, then I want to try saying something to her in primordial, the language that elementals speak, which I also speak. Love it. 
Um, I want to ask her, uh, do you not have this information already in your notes? Aren't you the warden's relative? Can you make me an intimidation check? Yes. Seven. She turns over towards you and in primordial responds back. My father didn't leave me the notes, but he left me in charge. And I'm going to set things right around here. Yeah, okay. I, I glance around. Are, are her companions with her? The bone elementals? Uh, no, they actually, they escorted the fire elemental away. But okay. before they did, the Gramps kind of gave you a friendly nod of the head. Okay. Um, well, I'll continue talking in Primordial because I'm nervous about people overhearing. So I'll say, um, you know, have you heard of that object? It's called a storm glass. It's a scientific object. Do you know it? She nods. Yeah, I took one of those, and they caught me real quick. From the weather school. You took a... from the... From weather college, yeah. <sighs> I was a little impatient. Just wanted to have one, you know, without having to get my diploma first. And they caught me real quick. Those things? One of those? That could be worth more than this prison. That's, yeah. I know. I... He, uh, I'm not proud of it. Immediately, so. she drops all the other questions and then turns to you and says, who took it from you? Who took it from me? Yeah. The, Wh- which which guard? What was their which, name? Which guard at at, at the prison? The Wait. prison. Who, who, what, what, who captured you? Uh, you know, Dean. <laughs> making up a name. <laughs> Good old is your Dean. character making up a name or is Scotty making up a name? Scotty's making up a name. Great, love it. Dean. Yeah, you uh you would probably know Dean. <laughs> Dean Dean would be like he's a guy that works at the prison and maybe is the one who caught you at the place. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Dean uh Dean I think I need to go speak to him. Thanks for all your information. It's been very helpful. Yeah, all right. Oh, rough description, too, please. Um, I'm a, <laughs> like, a early, mid-twenties elf man. I have dark skin. I have a fashionable haircut. I'm kind of tall and thin. Sweet. Uh, she also looks through her notes as she walks away and shouts to the nearest guard, saying, Hey, all right, let them out to the cafeteria now. I've got what I needed, she says smiling. And uh, as she looks through her notes, she does look back over the person who we didn't get a description for. Me, right? For, yes, you. Uh, Ro- for, no. Ridley. Rowan. Rowan. Rowan Ridley. Yeah. She looks, at, she looks over Rowan's sheet and looks at a description of you that she wrote. What does it say? It says uh, lanky, sort of lanky looking dude. Cool hat. Looks like a character from this anime, fantasy anime I watched, Sailor Girls from the Cosmos. (laughs) 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 That's all she that's all she wrote. It's pretty crude. Yeah. Uh huh, uh huh. It's called Fantasy Girls from the Cosmos because you're saying that in an early adventure, so that becomes very canon. (laughs) It's it's a fictional animated play that travels around the world and she saw it she caught it a weekend um but amazing ba- but basically i'm a i'm a sailor and i'm in my actually no wait fuck we have we have like prison I, scrubs on i'm sorry but she's describing I my put hat you on the spot <laughs> but what is an animated play oh you don't know <laughs> says uh the prisoner in the room next to you 
who's very so, like, excited to talk about this. No, it's animated. They animate no. elementals and then they put on a play. I'd watch the oh. heck out of that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, we don't have that where I'm Because you're from. in prison, so. <laughs> Maybe one day. So with that, she walks away and you all hear the voice over the intercom saying that you are welcome to go to the cafeteria. Your doors are let open and guards lead you out to the cafeteria, which is in the center of all of the blocks. The blocks kind of come out like a, a sunburst from the cafeteria, which sits uh, that's uh, close to the void. So you can actually see on the back wall of the cafeteria, um, there are glass windows that look over just star fields. Um, there's also fun little educational uh, posters put up from Miss Midgen's sixth grade class that teach you about the various stars, planets, how the suns work, uh, where, what the solar system is like, uh, and then a few fun stories that they wrote uh, together collaboratively. The uh, the five of you enter the, the room, and there's a pretty long line that's waiting for food uh, as everyone, like, shuffles in. Uh, and then there are a, a, a handful of tables that are, like, scattered throughout the, uh, the cafeteria. Uh, I'd say probably... Um, I'd say Flaxen, you get there first. Okay. I, uh, I, I chat up the people as they serve my food, you know? Uh, I'm just... Okay, make me a persuasion check. Sure. I'm very excited to uh, to have contact with, with a wider variety of people. I rolled a nine. A nine. The yep. dwarf in front of you turns around and he says, I don't like the cut of your jib. Sorry? He looks at you dead in the eyes and he says, no cigarettes. And he walks forward away from you. Did he mean that I didn't have any or that I had too many? <laughs> the elf behind you says, no, I think he said he he was saying that your conversation with him was not worth a single cigarette. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's that guy. What? I don't get it. It's it's the, the guy that was next to Virgil. It's the other half. Oh, that work. rewards cigarettes for... Got it. Got it. It was a dwarf. Poetry yeah. He's, he stuff. rewards cigarettes yeah. for poems. I love it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm not very poetic. Except with my blade. Your blade? Yeah, I don't have it with me. They took it away. Ah, well, then I guess you're of no use to me. I don't need a blade to be dangerous. Hey, are you flexing? You heard of me. Word around the yard is you could make a bomb out of anything. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's... this is flexing. That's who they were talking about? I mean, I'm... Might have been exaggerating a bit, but, uh... A bomb could be pretty yeah, useful make a bomb. in a prison, you know. Oh... Well, I've been thinking about this. Don't you worry. What do you? Can I? So Virgil, you are you are standing behind this elf, um, and you have now heard in their conversation. The three of you are kind of sequestered away from other folks in this line. The other people behind and in front of you are talking to each other. But as the three of you are talking to each other, the elf kind of looks surreptitiously between the two of you and says, "Hey, can I trust you with some?" All right. Won't say I no. have heard word that the warden's daughter is getting everyone skittish. The old gangs are rising up again, and they're saying, if you're not part of a gang, then you're going to be taken out by them. The warden's daughter. The 15-year-old girl? Or, I think he means other gangs. The, I think oh. the other gangs would take you out. Well, y'all seem like a nice bunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you're not getting in mine, uh... Me and the rest of the Algebrats, uh, we got our block locked down. <laughs> oh, that's 
Uh, so what does that name mean? Oh, we're part of the algebra block. You see, algebra. Miss Midgen's sixth grade class left us all a bunch of math books. So yeah, I don't think I want algebra. Algebra is a kind of fancy math. I you don't you don't know do you much, mean, do you? I was from a very uh, secluded place before I came here. We I don't have any books on it. Well, that's for our gang and our gang only. And if you are not part of it, then you are. Well, not I'm already in a gang, and maybe we're going to take your books. These are my gang mates right here. Deception check. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. Uh, okay, uh, as you say that, uh, he says, "All right, it's on." Uh, and he pulls a shank from his belt Whoa. and attacks you. Oh. <laughs> okay. What's your armor class? 15. 15. Uh, all right. He attempts to, like, shiv you in the uh, uh, stomach with this chunk of uh, sharpened bedpost. Uh, but you're able to duck to the side uh, and catch his arm. Can I make a grapple to uh, relieve him of his shiv? Sure. Opposed strength. Cool. I rolled a <laughs> 10. Not 20. Uh, he elbows you in the <laughs> nose and you take two points of damage and All get right. a bad nosebleed. All right. Uh, Virgil. I want to tap him on the shoulder and see if he turns towards me and then punch him in the face. Great. <laughs> Make me a, uh, uh, what, would I, what would that be? Like that's just some charisma e like a, let's just make an I, attack roll. Are we kind of in initiative here? Or are we not going to worry about it? It's just the three of you and you're kind okay. of going in sequence. When, it goes, uh, he, him, uh, Virgil, then Flaxen. So I did the thing uh, where you, if, instead of taking a bonus in all of your stats, you take a feat instead. Love it. And I took Tavern Brawler. Love so it. I get, I get <laughs> oh, proficiency no. and then, I don't know, some other stuff. But here we go. 16. You hit this sucker square in the nose. Uh, while he's Six doing damage. that, I love to sleight of hand that shank off of him. Uh, great. Yeah, you did six damage? Yeah. Oh, holy cow. You clock this guy and he falls down to his knees. Uh, make case, me a sleight of hand check with advantage. Alright. 24. 24. Yeah, you're able to snatch the blade out of his hand and he, uh, looks up to the two of you and says, hey, 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 calm down. Uh, you, you cross me, you cross the algebrats and they're gonna come for you. He, he gets to his feet and backs up. Do you try and stop him? No, I put my hands up and I say, my mistake. Uh, he ducks out of line and runs over to one of the cafeteria tables where you can see a couple of other people are already eating. Make a pretty good team. Thank- Indeed we do. Thanks for thanks for that punch. Want a cigarette? I never smoke. I'm rolling in cigarettes. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 Can I have a cigarette? <laughs> I uh, I produce one from seemingly nowhere with sleight of hand. Oh, nice. It's all yours. Much appreciated. Hey, prisoners, what kind of gruel you getting today? Says the uh, large, surly-looking woman behind the uh, cafeteria desk. If you didn't know by the manacles, you would have assumed that she was some kind of nasty-looking human, but... You can tell by the manacles that she's a water elemental that is just so full of gunk uh, that she looks solid. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. just a bunch of old, like, fryer grease and leftover cauliflower flakes and whatever Ugh. crap. 
Uh, we got cold gruel, we got hot gruel, and we got gruel that's just right. Hot. Yeah, I'd like the gruel that's just right. So, uh, for the two of you that are up in line, as you both know, uh, mechanically, when you eat food, uh, narratively, uh, it gives you certain benefits based on what kind of food you eat. And, uh, in this case, because that is just the magic of food and we all gain benefits from the food we eat. And that is the delightfulness of delicious food. Uh, for this food, uh, it seems like cold gruel will give you resistance to cold damage for the duration of this adventure. Um... Just right gruel will give you plus two temporary hit points, and uh, hot gruel will give you resistance to fire damage. Hmm. What's the climate like around here? Uh, it's like jungly, so. What's the What's the void like? Oh, it is an eternal darkness of space. It's like you're being thrown off the edge of the world. Uh, yeah, I'll have the just right gruel. All right. She slops a, a hunk of gruel onto your plate uh, and you can see a little bit of her water goo gets in as well Ew. yeah i uh i take it with me to my my seat my usual cool. seat. so do you do you grab like a spot on an unclaimed table no. i uh i i move over so so rowan can get his or sorry virgil can get his food i'll take a, and, cool. uh, I wait take for a bowl of cold Okay, a block of what looks like the the uncooked ramen version of gruel uh, is Ew, dumped into God. your plate. Ugh. And I go and I sit down next to uh, Flaxen. Uh, next in line, you can see, uh, so a few other people leave. At this point, uh, I will say, uh, Avalyn, you come into the to cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm going to... Uh, well, I missed the fight, so I guess I don't know about that. So I'll just get in line uh, for mm-hmm. food um, and get some hot gruel. Cool. As you are, you can see that they're in, in line here, just in front of you. There is a, pr- a pretty, like, beat-up-looking guy who looks like he has, like, a nasty nosebleed, like someone just caved his nose in, uh, and he's carrying a math book under one arm. I, uh, I look at it and say, are you in the math cell block? I'm one of the algebrats. Who's asking? I'm Avalon. You guys only learn algebra? No, that's just what... Ah, I'm not explaining again. I'm... You're, hey, you're that mad sicker, right? I sometimes lose my temper. Yes. Well... If you're looking for a gang to buckle down with we could use someone with muscle like you uh you might notice that we sometimes get bullied around and so maybe we want to be a bigger bit of a bully i uh, i size him up what does he look like in terms of say his upbringing <laughs> oh yeah absolutely make me a uh make me a uh Precocious, snoogy kind of role. Judgment check. Uh, history. His- history. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, that's a fifteen. Oh yeah, this is lowborn, as lowborn as you can get. Probably grew up in a gutter. Parents probably hated him. Had a bad life. Uh, incredibly underprivileged, and ended up falling into a bad crowd. All right. Sad say, story. Um, I I look down and say, well, no thanks. Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
He looks up and he says, you don't want to mess with the Algebrats. If you're not in a gang, then you're against the gangs. And that means you're not holding up because everybody is joining a gang right now. I, I heard see. there was a guy earlier. He was just coming out of his cell block. Some dude that was, he was staunchly saying he was sticking up for himself. He's in a void cell now, man. You don't want to mess around. You don't want to mess around. I just glare at him. Great. How many algebrats are there at the table? Uh, so the table that the two of you are at, there's no algebrats, but the, the table with all of the algebrats, yep. there's at least uh, 17. You know, Flaxen, we can hold our own in a two-on-one fight, but uh, they got a lot of those brats over there. We might need to up our numbers. Yeah, it might be time to uh, expand They're a They're going to be coming for us, I reckon. You uh, you got any friends? Well, I know the cigarette dwarf. I don't know his name. But that's what I call him. <laughs> well, I hope I don't become the cigarette half-orc. Oh, no, no. I learned your name. Don't worry. You're the one that can make a bomb out of anything. <laughs> Most things. Anything is exaggeration. That's his Just name, actually. Tell the, the guards that. that. Can make a bomb out of anything. Uh, okay, what gruel do you get, Avalon? Uh, hot. Ooh. All right. You get a steaming pile of gruel. It honestly looks the most appetizing. It looks just kind of like a bland oatmeal, but uh, yeah, that gives you resistance to fire damage for the duration of this adventure. Uh, you also see over to the side with your keen noble eye uh, that it looks like they have a little jar of licorice sticks uh, that has a little sign on the front that says one gold piece. Um, you probably have a little bit of money smuggled away being as noble as you are. Um, uh, how much money do you think you would have? Um, well, uh, at most two gold pieces. I would have been a, when I was arrested, I would have had like 30 or 40 on me. Sure. But, uh, yeah. I would You'd say have some that sewn I'd... into your clothing or put in your boots or something. Yeah. Let's say two. Two gold pieces. From these licorice sticks, it looks like uh, they will also give you a benefit. Whenever you're getting food, there's usually a way that you can uh, spend a little extra coin to give yourself some additional bonus. It looks like these licorice sticks will increase all damage you deal this adventure by four. Ooh. Ah, well, I'm going to flex my economic muscle and, uh, and purchase one of those licorice sticks from this water elemental servant okay the water elemental kind of looks and sluices over towards you she looks like she's probably a prisoner from the other side of the prison there's a male side of the prison and a female side um i think they're probably separate floors that are stacked on top of each other but she's probably from the female side of the prison um and uh uh she kind of goes a little bit wide-eyed uh, and uh, she kind of shrumps to grab one of the licorice sticks uh, and uh, hands it down towards you. As she does, you can see that there's another one of the licorice sticks, a second one, caught in some of the gunk in her hand. With a sleight of hand, you might be able to take it, but if she noticed what you were doing, she'd probably be unhappy. Ah. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go for it. Might as well. Sweet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh... It's a nat one. Nat one! Uh, all right. You grab the licorice stick out of her hand, and you l reach to grab the second one, uh, and uh, she notices what you're doing uh, and immediately slams her other hand on the table and tries to headbutt you with her gunky head. 
Ah. Well then. With a 12, does that hit you? No, it does not. All right. She tries to headbutt you and you deftly step aside. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm assuming fire is going to do very little against a water elemental. For sure. Uh-huh. Well, um, is, is that little dude still next to me, the algebrat? Yes, he is. All right. Uh, and how, how small is he, by the way? Uh, he's probably like 5'4". And scrawny? Yes. Cool. I enter rage and pick him up to use him as a weapon. Amazing. Oh, okay. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd like to hit the water elemental with this guy. This is an employee of, just... of the prison? No, this is an algebra. Oh. So one of the other, uh... Uh, prisoners that's joined one of the gangs in the cell block that has all the algebra books from Miss mm-hmm. Midgen's class. Oh. Wasn't wasn't this the guy that looked like he just got punched? Yes, he was the one that <laughs> did just get punched. Mm-hmm. Ah, so okay, good. Uh, well, I make an attack. What do I add to this attack? Uh, give your strength. Okay. That's a 12, then? 12? Uh, okay, yeah, you... So are you... I just want to know what you're doing with this poor little boy. Are you picking him up and, like, attacking with, like, as like he was a sword? Or are you throwing him at the water elemental? Or how are you using this this boy? Oh, my, my intention was to just reach down, grab him by one of his feet, and then just over the top, just, like, slam <laughs> him into the water elemental. And what did you get? 12. A 12? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You enter your rage and you pick him up by, like, his boot strap, uh, and you hurl him over your head and smash him into the counter, uh, letting up a shower of, uh, slivers and, uh, sluicy water as the water elemental, uh, goes and disperses as she clearly has just been, uh, destroyed. Oh. Like, dead, dead. (laughs) Oh, oops. Hmm. Holy hell. Out of the back, out of the back kitchen, you see a chef, uh, clearly the most like put together person in this entire prison. Uh, he's kind of like brushing off his hands. He like takes off some powder. He's got a very clean uniform and a nice hat. And he says, Hey, that was my servant. Did you just disperse my servant? Um, I, uh, exit rage. Um, (laughs) and um, and I, I, I look, I look down at, is the guy I'm holding still alive? Uh, yes, but unconscious. Okay. I look down at that and go, oh, crap. Um, I think this guy hit your servant. Make me a deception check. Technically, that's true. (laughs) He is the one that hit the servant. You still have to make me a deception check. (laughs) That's fair. That's a 12. A 12. The chef looks over towards you with very knowing eyes and says, Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to spend this whole afternoon rebinding my elemental. If I report the one that hit the water elemental, then they're going to be thrown immediately into the void cells, or perhaps just thrown off the edge of the world. 
And that doesn't solve my problem. So here's how we'll handle it. I'll report to the warden's daughter that this algebrat socked and crushed my water elemental. And you are going to spend every free moment you have coming to work for me, he says. And as he walks over to the counter, uh, he hands you a slip of paper that seems like an official, like, uh, detention slip. (laughs) Fine. If it keeps me from getting killed. At this moment, walking into the room uh, are two... uh, the last two of you, you're kind of in with the rest of the stragglers. Um, you being the last to be interviewed and you being really far away from the cafeteria, uh, the two of you are uh, are the ones to enter the cafeteria finally. And you kind of see the, the situation. You see the elf barbarian smash this algebrat over the table uh, and disperse the water elemental and clearly is like handed some kind of official detention. Um and I'd love t- for you both to make perception checks to just know what you can see about each other by a first glance. 10. 15. Uh, 15. You, Rowan, you know a couple things at first blush about this uh, other person walking down. You have worked with a number of weather mages uh, while you were working in the Navy. Uh, you've worked with a number of them, and you can tell a lot of things about a person by how they walk, how they dress, how they hold themselves, and also by their speech patterns. And you have the sneaking suspicion that a weather mage is walking down this corridor with you right now. Cool. Which is pretty wild. Weather mages are some of the most easily employable, important, powerful people in this entire planet. There's a, only a couple that work with the Navy, uh, and they are on very important ships, and they kind of tell when this, what the tides change. Usually you just use an air elemental or a water elemental to, to do some of that main control, or perhaps a star elemental uh, in order to read the heavens for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a weather mage, that is a well-trained, well-practiced person who's gone to a very prestigious school, but usually comes from a very prestigious family. Normally, anyone with like that would have connections to get them out of prison in a second. It's very, very strange that one would be here. Um, I note this information and uh, uh, consider them into my plans. And I think gotcha. I immediately... <laughs> I, like- I would say at the same time, Ishmael, you know a few things about uh, Rowan as well. You can tell that Rowan is... I got a sweet hat that clearly isn't... It's from a series of islands that are not far from your home, but they're not close either. Um, You would guess by the way that he walks. uh, And uh, do you have any tattoos or markings, Rowan? Oh, um... I... (laughs) I do not have any... I'm certain you have probably a couple of explosive scars on some of your... Like legs and stuff from all the mines it used to work with. Yeah, so I have pretty rough hands, and maybe my knuckles are a little bit sort of like scarred up. Um, like I guess like over my hands are a little bit rough from like any like chemical or fire fire, fire burns. So you note all of those things, uh, which lets you pretty easily peg this person as someone who worked with mines and bombs in the navy a couple islands over from you. Okay, so we. Into the cafeteria. Yes. And we see uh, what 
what what are we what part what stage of the chaos are we seeing <laughs> so you're now seeing like the final parts of the chaos where uh, a couple of guards are coming in to arrest this unconscious algebrat and take them out and to the void just, cells like, water um, all over the floor yeah it's very wet and it's not even good water <laughs> it's like gross water is it between is it me water? and the food yeah mm. <laughs> I uh being used to like dirty swill water I just kind of like hop my way over to the cafeteria and since the water elemental is no longer there I just like I just spoon um a ladle full of hot whatever oatmeal stuff and hot gruel, hot gruel. okay that will give you resistance to fire damage for this adventure yes oh. is that my job now do, do, am I serving people? <laughs> oh yeah, that would definitely be your job now. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, does he does he ladle the gruel into my bowl, or do yeah. I just do no, it? No, so, so I, I like this even better. So you reach over to later ladle yourself a cup of gruel, uh, and at this the chef turns over towards you, Avalyn, and said, "That's your job now," and hands you the ladle. Fine, hot, cold, or middling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I already got some, but you could uh, serve up uh, the person after me. That'd be me. Uh, do it. Hold Fine. on, real quick. Did they take my shoes? Can I have my normal shoes, or am I wearing prison-sanctioned shoes? You could have your normal shoes. Sweet, because I wear rain boots, so I just walk through this puddle. Great. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I, I look at you, uh, Avalyn. Mm-hmm. Who? What? Are you new? Aren't you a prisoner? Haven't I seen you? Extremely new, yes. (laughs) You got the rough job. That looks rough. Indeed. Hot, cold, or middling. Hot, thank you. Hot. I ladle some, and then I look at it for a moment, cast uh, just sort of lightly, uh, sort of light firebolts at the top of it, and go, flambe, and hand it to you. (laughs) Doesn't that use a spell slot? Cantrip. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Fancy. Okay. Hey, Avalyn, make me a history check. 22. Ishmael, the person in front of you, uh, comes from money. You can tell that. Uh, you can tell that this is certainly not a gutter rat. This is someone who comes from nobility. Or at least powerful people. Uh, oh, and um, I've heard tell about gangs forming. You wouldn't happen to be in one, would you? Gangs forming? Are you kidding me? Are we in that stage of prison life? I haven't even been here that long. Evidently. How long did it take us to reach gang leveled? Uh, no, since I'm not this in a morning, gang. What's going when, on? Well, the since the warden's daughter is now in charge. Oh my god. I fear that I may have made some enemies in the algebrats just now. And you seem like a good sort. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a good sort. Yeah, you want to be in? A, you want to make a gang? You and me, gang? Indeed. I hold out my hand to high five and say, yeah, gang. I uh, resolutely hold out my hand for a handshake. <laughs> all, right, all right, a handshake. <laughs> uh, we need a gang name. Indeed. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll get to thinking. I've got some great ideas. Something poetic, I think, would be cool. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Avalen of House Feristinia. And you are... uh, can I make a history check on House Veristinia? Absolutely, you can. Do, 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 20. 
House Veristinia is an incredibly powerful, incredibly important house that sits on its own volcanic island, I believe, uh, and bears mm-hmm. the sigil of the Phoenix, a very massive fire elemental that they keep bound inside their house and from which they draw most of their power. This oh. house has lots of power. Okay, wide-eyed, I shake your hand, and I say, uh, Veristinia, huh? Indeed. Most people don't You've fallen, know that name You've fallen in quite this place. far. Excuse me for saying. Yes. Don't mind me. Well, you try killing your brother and see where that gets you. You killed your brother. You killed your brother? So I'm told. So you're told? Did you do it in your sleep? <laughs> I might have blacked out. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I think this will be a good gang. I'm Ishmael. I'm from House Overcast. Overcast? Uh, should I make yeah. a check for that, or do I know that? Sure, make me a history check. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a 21. 21. So. You don't know, like, specifically which Overcast that uh, Ishmael's from? I don't... How, how, po- how, like, normal of a name is Overcast? Is it, like, Smith, or is it very specific to your line? Because I would imagine that uh, kind of name it's... is probably, like, an old name from weather mages for a long time so i'm guessing probably the thing you know is that it's a name of a weather mage household which would be like those people are important and usually do not find themselves in prison Mm -hmm. yeah and how are you here i dropped out of college that doesn't put you in jail and i stole a thing you know like you do something big i take it yeah yeah. Hmm. I didn't kill a guy, though. So, like, I don't know if I can defend myself in a fight. So, Actually, hey, happy I'm, to have you on my I'm side. not in prison for the brother thing. What? I'm in prison for destruction of property. <laughs> I just start laughing in the middle of the cafeteria. Like, what? Uh, Rowan. Uh, You take your hot gruel uh, and you look over the cafeteria and you can see that most of the tables are now full. There are different people sitting at each of the tables. You can tell that the seven main gangs have clustered together. Usually in the cafeteria, folks would often be sitting with different people. Um, There's a fun chart on the wall that Miss Midgen's sixth grade class has to allow you to meet a new person every time you have lunch and share a few fun facts about yourself. Uh, But it looks like today everyone is ignoring the idea and facts that Miss Midgen's class presented. Uh, and they're all clustering together in a cliquish formation that Miss Midgen does not approve of. Uh, all of these gangs have looped up around several tables, and you can tell pretty quickly uh, that there are seven different gangs, probably one for each of the cell blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, though it doesn't look like everyone from each cell block is in each of the other gangs. It might be like anyone could be in a gang, but gangs are probably based out of a cell block that is where their leader is headquartered. Mm. Um, so I, like, weigh my options. Can I make a quick circuit through the sort of cafeteria and, like, catch... Absolutely and, you and can! And catch, like, make an investigation of, check. like, conversation, I guess. Investigation? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> one? It's not a nat one, but it's one! one. <laughs> cool. As you walk your way through the, uh, uh, through the cafeteria no one moves to make a seat for you in fact people seem to quite deliberately not be making a seat for you the fact that 
your room, your cellmate, got on the uh, warden's daughter's bad side, seems to have given you a bit of a scarlet letter, and nobody is willing to talk to you, not in the slightest. Uh, that said, you do manage to see what the main seven gangs are. In one area, uh, which looks like to be the, the social studies wing, are, of course, the social studs. Uh, <laughs> social nearby studs. them. Nearby them is the Algebrats. Uh, to their right are the Hard Historians. Uh, in the Writer's Block, you can see that there is the gang that is formed of the Writers and Fighters. Uh, and then, as as people have gotten less clever, uh, you can see in the last two tables are the Geography, Punchers, and General Science. <laughs> Wait, just... Just general just science. Just general science. They really <laughs> didn't come up with a clever one. Uh, so it's just general science. I count six gangs. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven. Oh. Oh, yeah. And the last one actually is sitting at the final table, which uh, you hadn't seen them because it seems like they're really keeping themselves and they're pretty small. And on the other side of the table is where uh, uh, you see Virgil and Flaxen sitting together. But on the other half of that table is most of this gang. The smallest, but probably the toughest of them, definitely has a couple of uh, rough-looking elementals uh, on the team, and just some, like, big humans with a uh, nasty hooked mustache um, are the artsy boys. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then on the other side of the table would be uh, Flaxen and Rowan. Mm. And so that table's filled up as well, right? That table is not filled up. The artsy boys are pretty small. Uh, and then the only people that don't actually actively move to block you off would be Flaxen and Rowan. Flaxen and Rowan. Flaxen, Roan, and Rowan. No. <laughs> You're Rowan. That Good is God. Flaxen and Virgil mm. do not actively move to block you off unless the two of you do. So you, the two of you at this point definitely see with a nat one. There's this person walking around that has nowhere to fit in and no gang is accepting him. Um, and the only real open spaces that aren't being actively like people sticking their legs out onto the block uh, are next to you two or next to the artsy boys. Yeah, we were discussing uh, our plans as a we gang. We decided to become a gang of more than two. Yep. Oh, nice. When she comes by, we kind of quiet down, but we don't. He comes by. When he comes by. When Rowan comes by, we sort of quiet down, but we don't uh, We don't make, make it too unwelcome. She has a cool uh, hat. He has a cool hat. He <laughs> <laughs> Takes a little while to get used to it. I, uh, I confidently set my uh, cafeteria tray down and uh, sit on the other side of Flaxen. And I'm like, so what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about ganging up. On? Each other. No, not on anything. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> seems like a bunch of gangs are forming and... We're building one to keep ourselves safe. We don't got a name yet, but we're the best one. I you wanna, uh, wanna yeah, join? Best gang. I point at the before I best, answer that, I point boys. at the tough looking elementals. I'm like, are they in your gang? No. Maybe. Would you join it if they were in our gang? Uh yeah. Cause uh you guys seem like the weak link out of the chain, and uh I didn't really come over here for you guys, but they looked pretty cool, so... Well, if you can get them to join our gang, let me know. <laughs> I don't see... That's your, that's your entry <laughs> contest. <laughs> if you can make our gang, then, then join our I gang. Mean, this is, then you can be I feel like gang. I'm being swindled here. I'm just like, well, if I got in a gang with them, why would I want you to? 
<laughs> well, they didn't let you sit with them is one reason. And also, I don't think they're planning to break out. Ooh. Are you guys planning a breakout? What's, uh, what's the situation? Be a little hard to break out with two people. But with three, anything's possible. <laughs> or, you know, five. We might not look like much, but my friend here, Flaxen, he can make a bomb out of anything. Uh, just about, just anything. about just, anything. Just about anything you say. I perk up at this um, upon hearing that, and I'm like, a bomb you say? I'm, uh, I'm in the business for bombs. Oh. Um, well, what a coincidence. Yeah, I'm interested. I got now. a bag of fertilizer back in my cell that we could use to break out of here. What do you got? You don't. And say. I got two cigarettes. That Three. is slightly yes, less useful, but thank you. I will take one. <laughs> well, all right. I didn't offer, but uh, here you are. I take it. I just, I just take it. <laughs> Need a light? Oh, good. I um, my little I'm, fire ant out. Maybe later. I tuck the cigarette into my hat. Mm, looks okay, even yeah. cooler now. <laughs> cool. So the three of you are sitting at the other end of the table of the artsy boys. And uh, as at this point, the rest of the line has filtered out. People have kind of ganged up into groups. All of the gangs have somewhere between, let's say, like 15 to 30 people in them. Um, and uh, it looks like there is nobody sitting on their own anymore, except for the three of you. And... Uh, the two of you, like, uh, so where do you go to eat, Ishmael? Are you just eating uh, at the counter? You could probably eat at the counter if you're hanging out with uh, Avalyn as he's well, finishing up. I've got a pitch. I think I'm friends with someone because I've been here for a little bit. Love and it. And I, I think I'm friends with uh, Virgil because you're a poet. So I, I uh, like, wink at Avalyn uh, for meeting up later. And I go sit down next to Virgil and the crew. And as I sit down, I say, uh, all right, so today seems like kind of a drag. So that melody I've been working on, I don't have it ready yet for, for making the song that we've been making together. But I hear that there's gangs. Yes, there is. And I found me a guy. And I point back at Avalyn, who's probably like making a face with the ladle or something. <laughs> I'm contemplating setting it on fire. He killed a guy. So I think that'll be good in a game. I think I know. a lot of people have killed a guy to get in here. <laughs> yeah, I've killed a lot of guys. <laughs> Whoa! You guys have killed guys? I killed one guy. In defense of oh my, my people. But he killed two good other guys, God. so it kind of evens out if you think about it. Well, hey, uh, I, I, I look around at the table and point at everyone and say, is this, is this a gang? I, I, you got a gang going here? Shaping Seems up to like be a one. pretty tough gang. Do you want to team up with my gang? We can make a super a gang. Double gang, you might say. Yeah. I saw that guy. Wow, two gangs joining under one band. He hit a dude with another dude. It was impressive. He did? Yeah, I want that guy in our gang. He sounds useful. I, I like look over my shoulder towards Avalon and I just do a big like come over here wave. Um am I done with my Yeah, you can probably truck. hop out now. You've done at least most of the dishes that you gotta Alright. I, I, I do. I stomp on over and sit at the last remaining space at the table, I guess. Hey, dude. They said we can super gang. This meet our new gang. We did it, we uh, made a gang. Alright. So your your gang is just the one guy and you? <laughs> Yeah. And my gang is just the two of these and me. 
So well, so this what about is, those guys? Uh, and uh, as you say that, uh, you feel a tap upon your shoulder, Virgil. I look over my shoulder. There is a beefy, beefy looking orc, full orc, with a nasty, nasty looking club in his hand that looks to be wrenched from one of the cafeteria tables. <laughs> and he says, that's mighty paltry looking gang you got there. And I happen to be pretty good with numbers. <laughs> now let's see. One plus four. That's five. And with me, that's one plus 33. Well, that's a 34. Palm. And as he gives you a, a big open eyes, uh, he uh, uh, looks, he points his club over towards the table of the algebrats who all kind of pound on their table and they go like, ah! Um, at this, you can see the other gangs are taking their leave. Uh, they are headed out of the cafeteria and a couple of the guards are leaving too. I think they're reading the signs and without the warden's daughter here to make sure that they enforce justice, they're happy to let gangs fight gangs. Um, and the algebrats give a look over towards you as if a couple of them are going to come over and cause some ruckus. This big one, talking to you, Virgil, says, Now, you put one of our good friends out of commission and you he says pointing his club now directly towards Avalon put him out in a void cell you're not great at making friends and if I'm gonna add that up you plus a club well that looks like the ground he says why thank you I will take that club he takes a second to understand what you're saying he doesn't look like he's very smart uh, and he just is like, no, I'm not giving you the... Oh, it dawns on him. And he brings the club down on the table, shattering it. Roll me initiative, you five. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. Um, I lean over to Ishmael and I'm like, so Weather Mage, I know you're pretty like cool and stuff, but uh, this uh, Avalon guy, he's kind of got a lot of baggage. Are you sure he's good for this? <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I get a 19 on the initiative. Ishmael got a 16. I got a 19 as well. My dex mod is plus four. Uh, my dex mod is plus three. I got a 21. Eight plus uh, three is 11. Okay, Rowan, you go first. Okay, so I don't have any of my weapons on me because they all took that. Great. Um, True. Yeah, I I see the I read the situation and I pick up my dinner tray, my lunch tray, and I kind of like give them a wide berth, maybe like put some distance between us, maybe behind some uh, cafeteria tables. Yeah, make me a dexterity uh, check to like hide. Dexterity save. Dexterity save. Okay. Nine. Uh, okay, yeah, you cover yourself up with a cafeteria tray. You're in cover, so if someone tries to hit you with like rain stuff, they won't be able to. But the guy with the club certainly could. Mm -hmm. um, Flaxen. So, how's the table laid out? Am I on the same side as the algebra? No, you're on the other side, because you were talking across it to Virgil. Okay, so some people are across the table from yes. me. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna delay. Okay. Avalon. Alright, um, is the club still on the remains of the table? Yes. Okay, so it's right in front of me. Yes. Alright, I enter Rage and I grab it. Love it. <laughs> I, I told him I was going to take it, so <laughs> I'm taking it. All oh, right. Well, what what is that? A strength check to 
grab it from him? Yes. All right. And because I'm enraged, that's advantage. <laughs> that is a 15. As you reach down to grab it, you see snaking down this big guy's hand is a newt, a fiery newt. Looks like some kind of fire elemental he's got. And the fire elemental runs over and tries to pry your hand off it as you pick it up. Hmm. What kind of gruel did you get this morning? I got hot. Lovely. So as this, uh, as this salamander tries to bite down on your hand, uh, you feel like you take only a single point of damage uh, as your resistance to that fire uh, keeps it from scorching your fingers. Uh, and you're easily able to wrench the club out of his hand and pick it up yourself. All right. Um, am I able to do anything else in this turn? Yeah, you can attack too. All right. That is a... Uh, that's only a 12. A 12. Uh, that will hit this guy. Oh, great. Um, what, what, what dies this club? Is this like uh, a great we'll club? call it a D6. A D6, okay. Normal club. Correct. Did you eat your licorice stick, by the way? I, I did indeed. Love um, it. I, during, while I was serving everyone, I just sort of munched on that. Oh, that's max damage. So um, with the rage damage, that is 15 damage in one hit. Oh my god. <laughs> 15 damage? Are you kidding yeah. me? You're level one? Uh-huh. You bring the club down, and it cracks against this guy's skull, and he falls down in one. Whoa. Oh, this I, big guy just collapses. I At this, bellow. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> well, he may not be too great at making friends, but uh, he seems useful. Ishmael, the uh, fire salamander which was around his club, uh, now jumps yeah. up and is trying to bite you in the neck. Okay, my AC is 11. Uh, it hits. What kind of gruel did you eat? Hot. Ah, nice. You take half damage. You also take a single point of damage. Thank God, I'm at one. Ooh. <laughs> okay, you would be out if it wasn't for that gruel. Eat your yep. gruel, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Ishmael, it's your, your pulse. It's my pulse. This podcast um, brought to you by is, gruel. By gruel. Is anyone else <laughs> fighting us, or was it just this dead? Like, are the rest of the algebraths uh, going to fight us? Their chanting has stopped since uh, the big guy has fallen down, but it, it definitely felt like they were going to come over and smack y'all up. Okay. I, I say, uh, okay, all right, you're pretty strong. This is a disaster, and I cast a fog cloud around us. Uh, kind of as a panic, like a huh, like pulling it out of myself. Fog cloud. It's a twenty foot radius sphere centered on me. Love uh, it. And in the fog cloud, I say, uh, "Sorry, man, I don't want to fight seventeen plus people. We got to get out of here." Good call. The fog cloud is big enough, and you guys are close enough to the door that there are uh, there is an exit. You guys can book it through while still being covered in this fog cloud from the cafeteria. If you're looking I mean, to I will escape. use my movement to start heading that way. Great. The algebrats uh, immediately leap up and roar after having heard their uh, com- and seen their companion smashed across the head and dropped to the ground. Uh, they run over towards the fog cloud, but it doesn't seem like anyone's willing to enter it yet because magic of that sort is spooky, especially to people in prison. Uh, who probably have dealt with a lot of magic before. Uh, Virgil, uh, the last creature that you can see that's in around you is the the fire salamander that, uh, after having bitten Ishmael, has now fallen to the ground and looks like it's sparking as if it wants to let off a big jet of flame. Can I dump my cold gruel on it? You so very <laughs> much can. <laughs> You're going to need to make me an attack roll with gruel, which we'll say is either dex or... Uh, 
strength you're called. Can we call it an improvised weapon? Because I have proficiency with that. Absolutely you can. That's that's very that, uh, improvised. That's that. Very improvised. <laughs> uh, 20. Not natural. 20! Yeah, you flip over your gruel off the edge of the table, uh, and it lands with a thunk on top of the fire elemental, uh, which sizzles, uh, and then in a poof of fire goes out, uh, and the fire elemental is has been decreated and will need to be resummoned by its master. And uh, with that, uh, you guys are able to all escape if you so choose, unless there's anything else you want this to do in the cafeteria to. before you run. Yeah, I guess that... Now being in a fog cloud and being unable to see anything to fight, I would exit rage and leave with the rest of my group. Yes. As you guys run out, uh, you're able to make it back to your cells where you are clearly untouchable by the algebrats. Um, however, Virgil, as you are going back to your cell, uh, you feel something in the the back pocket of your uh, light blue jumpsuit uh, that wasn't there before. I put my hand in my pocket and see what it is. You pull out of your pocket uh, a very small card. Uh, It looks to be hand-drawn, and on the very front of it, it says, The artsy boys would love to talk to the five of you. Please come meet us at cell block B at your earliest convenience. We would like to speak to all five of you. All right. I relay this info. Yeah, so it takes you a little while. In fact, it takes you a full day before you can get all five of you together again. Um, It isn't until uh, that late evening, around uh, just the end of your free time, when Avalon is able to get away from the kitchens, uh, that the five of you find yourselves outside the cell that is noted on the card. Uh, The cell door is open, as it is, so you can enter and exit freely while it's in the free time. And inside, you see uh, a very muscly water elemental is kind of sitting uh, on one of the two leather chairs. There's one piece of furniture that you have not seen in the other cells in this room. Clearly, whatever the mob leader is in this wing uh, has pulled some strings and has decorated the area in a way that suits them. In the center of the room, there is a big stone table. Uh, looks like a, a coffee table. It's maybe like... Uh, Four feet tall and eight feet wide and a couple feet deep as well. Looks to be like a fully stone table with some sorts of engravings on it. Uh, and the water elemental is sitting in the, uh, in the leather chair waiting for you. Well, howdy. The water elemental looks up to you and says, Howdy yourself. Are you one of the uh, artsy boys? The head of my gang would like to speak to you. He learned of your performance down out there in the cafeteria and thought the five of you might be a welcome addition to our little entourage. Well, we would love to speak with him. You're left in uncomfortable silence for a little while, enough to check out the rest of this room. There's a couple of nice posters up on the walls. Uh, it looks like they're drawings done by members of the Artsy Boys. Um, make me perception checks, all of you. 18 for Ishmael. 20. 9. 12 for Rowan. Trace. Flaxen. With a 20, you have a pretty strong suspicion that these drawings on the walls are not, in fact, creative outlets, as Miss Midgen would have approved of. You think there might be something coded in them. Something something they don't want the guards to see. It's a, it's a minute or two before uh, a 
second face walks into the room. This is the face that actually you guys are familiar with. It is a great flaming lion uh, that walks into the room uh, with a roar. Uh, and it flashes you a angry look, Ishmael, uh, before going <laughs> over and sitting down in the second chair. I smile at him and nod and say, hey, buddy. <laughs> it says, yeah. and the water elemental says, I think y'all have already been acquainted. Oh, yeah. Uh, you this your roommate? know these people? Uh, one thing yeah. that uh, the five of you would know and would have already prepared in the past couple of days, so you can think about it now, is whenever you would approach like a gang leader like this, you would give some kind of gift. So the five of you have had a day or so to think up some kind of gift that you can give them, whether it's information, money, or usually uh, supplies that you've uh, skeeved off from somewhere. Cigarettes. Um, I've each five, I, each one of the five of you would have, have would be expected to present something. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been. I have the really fiery access. lion is now sitting in the chair as if waiting for you guys to speak. Can I just start off with uh, asking them? So, so who's your gang leader? Is it the water elemental or the fire? The water elemental smiles, and then the fire elemental, despite himself, smiles, and then. The earthen table in front of the two of them smiles at you as well and says, I'm the leader. You're a table. You're a table and you're in prison. Well, I've been called worse. What crime did you do? You're a table. (laughs) I'm not just a table. I'm just the head of Mondo Stones, one of the best earth elementals this entire triangle's ever seen. But they took away the rest of me because I... Yeah, I'm just the head. All the other bits got, you know, ground to powder. But I'm here, just ah. the head of the elemental. And uh, that way I can't cause too much trouble, or so they think. <laughs> so they think. All right, mm. Mr. Mondo Table. Well, we're here. What do you want to discuss? Uh, at this, you can see both the water elemental and the fire elemental bristle a little bit. Probably before you get to brass tacks, they would expect you to present gifts. Hey, uh, Ishmael. Yeah. Y- y'all finished that melody yet? Uh, Could be a good time to whip I it out. I lean in close and whisper, no, I, no, I'm not. Fi- fuck. Uh, all right, here we go. Gonna improvise. And I just sing something. Can I make a performance check? Yes, please. 15. Nice. Um, I, I tap my legs to make a beat and I just like s- sing something about lions and tables. <laughs> I love it. The lion is uh, uh, clearly very fuming at this entire thing, but the water elemental is like uh, over the moon excited, and the earth elemental uh, smiles and uh, uh, like smiles all the way up to his eyes and kind of like winks at you and says like, that'll do just fine, Ishmael. Long exhale, take a step back. I walk up to the table are is there anything on the table like is the table also being used as a table uh no it's in fact it looks like it's it's probably not often used as a table unless someone's like drawing on it which is probably what they do so yeah there's actually a little cup of crayons and a couple of like uh pieces of blank paper on top of it so it would be appropriate for me to put my gift on the table um yeah sure okay so I walk up. To, I, I walk up and I uh, empty my pockets, and I have a just handfuls of licorice sticks. Um, oh, good! 
<laughs> and I show them to the three elementals before spreading them on the table. At this, the uh, the water elemental kind of gawks for a second and says, How in the world did you get them? Uh, I work at the cafeteria now. Well, that is useful, says the water elemental, twinkling. Indeed. I go up and present various silverware that I've been stealing from the cafeteria and it's <laughs> mo- it's it's bordering on a surprising amount that I could fit under my my prison garb. The earth elemental at this opens up its mouth and sticks out a surprisingly long stone tongue. Uh I don't know what to do with this situation. The fire <laughs> elemental kind of looks over and says, "Put them on there." I uh, I shovel them handfuls onto his tongue. Uh, quickly, he like the stone table retracts, and you can hear the sounds of munching as he goes mm, scrumptious. You know, you use the silverware to eat the food normally. At at this, the fire elemental behind him says, "Oh no, we eat the silverware here," and the water elemental oh. nods as if trying to tell you something about how they work with this table. That seems a little unsustainable, but, uh, you know, there's more where that came from. I just sort of elbow you to get you to shut up. Who's next? What? Um, I'll go. So I walk up to the Earth Elemental and I propose, it's like, I have a gift for you, but I also have a trade. Are you interested? At this, uh, the Earth Elemental just kind of looks up, interested. So for my gift, I bring you a clipping off the potted plant that I had uh, traded earlier. Uh, I guess like in prison, plants are pretty rare. Um, but with this little branch, you can graft something. And as an earth element, you should be able to do something with it. And I also bring out um, the bag of fertilizer that I received. And I asked him, if I, if, are you able to process this into more fertilizer? The earth elemental smiles and says, now... Now you're thinking on the right track. I didn't invite the five of you here just because you're able to hold your own against some brats. No. I invited the five of you here because a friend of mine, he looks over to the water elemental, smiling, a friend of mine told you you were thinking about getting out. And that's what I am all about. Yeah, leave that fertilizer here. So I set it down on his, like, face i think (laughs) and i ask um how long can we expect there to be enough for the escape you leave that to me he says and he turns to the last of you virgil well it's been real hard for me but i haven't smoked in the last three days and i step forward and i extend my hand which is holding a carton of cigarettes i open the top to reveal that it is entirely full most of which have not even been lit yet. And I place it on the table. (laughs) Of all of your gifts, your beautiful song, your plans to escape, food, wealth, riches, he looks at you and clearly he sees the great pain that goes into this one. And it, it seems as if he nods at you with a respect that you have never before seen come from another soul. <laughs> what? Or from a table. Goodness. <laughs> with a shaky hand, I put it over my heart and bow. And he looks to the, the five of you and says, well, 
In that case, I would love to have you join the Artsy Boys. Now, I can't just let anyone in, and I certainly can't let y'all in without a little bit of a trial run. So here's the deal. I take y'all in under my wing, under my protection. No algebrat will touch the five of you ever again. If and when you bring me the thing that will unlock everything, unlock every secret to this prison, I need you to bring me a small black bag with a skull clasp from the belt of the warden's daughter. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Leave it to us. This deal makes me uncomfortable. That's a, that's a lot of risk you're making us do for you. Anything to get out of here. Uh, can I make a perception check on the sort of promises that the Earth Elemental made to us? Absolutely. It would be an insight. Oh, insight. Okay, sure. 15? 15. With a 15, you can tell a couple things about this Earth Elemental. This Earth Elemental isn't like the other folks you've seen in prison. Clearly, being an Earth Elemental, this Earth Elemental knows how to bide its time. In fact, it looks like this Earth Elemental has probably been in here for many years. Mm. Maybe over a hundred. This Earth Elemental also seems like it chooses its words carefully. And it probably has been thinking about everything that it's going to tell you and everything it's said this evening for the past two days straight, not letting anything, anything else cloud its mind. And the last thing is, you do not believe, at least from your reading, that this Earth Elemental would lie. Not after that solemn yet beautiful gift that he saw from Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> cool um, Yeah, I keep that in mind, I guess, for now So, you're having us do all the work for you What do we get he's out a, of this? He's a table, he can't move We're putting We're our escape. lives at risk here At this, the fire elemental, like, roars a little bit and says You dare defy? And the earth elemental coughs And the uh, the fire elemental shuts up As the earth elemental says Nah, it's a fair question what assurance do we have that this is going to work? From my point of view, you're just sending us into death. Well, yeah, what good's <clears throat> your protection after we're wrong. dead? My gang would throw a riot if I sent you around with a guard while you're doing this. You got to pass your trial, but there's no use in sending you in there to die. So, yeah, I suppose you better you better go equipped he says, and he points his eyes over towards one of the posters on the wall, uh, a poster that has several drawings of palm trees on them. And the water elemental goes over uh, and tears it off the wall. And behind it, the five of you see all of your supplies oh, taken from you when you were brought into the prison. And Whoa. inside it, you, Ishmael, see a very oh. powerful item. A powerful item Whoa. that the warden's daughter probably n was looking for and never could find. The storm glass. Okay, okay. Hold on. Where did you get all this stuff? How do you have this? The fire elemental smiles and says, I happen to have worked for a good while in a block where they hold detentioned items. I was able to nick a couple and torch the rest. I... Didn't ask why our leader 
Mondo wanted your five in particular, but I knew he must have had some kind of reason, so I brought him for him a couple weeks ago. So this is for real. You really want us to go in this woman's office, take her bag, and we're busting out of here. This is legit. You're not bullshitting us. Mondo Stones looks up towards you and says, This is for real. And I know the five of you can do it. Well, all right. Thanks for coming into my cell, he says with an air of finality that says this conversation is over. And he has other things to get to. And the five of you head back to your cells. Do we take our stuff? Like, what do we do with our stuff? You can, do we yes, you can take your stuff. Uh, in fact, he, he, uh, he tells you of some spots where you can squirrel it away inside your cells uh, without it being noticed, unless someone was coming in to do a thorough magical search, which they haven't and don't. Okay. I have a question. So is all, yes. our, all our belongings accounted for, or is there anything missing? Um... Maybe each of you could name a couple of your top belongings, just so I can make sure to know. Do I have my elemental with me? You do not have your elemental, no. Do I have my guitar? You do have your guitar. Holy shit. Okay. Those are my two, just my guitar and my storm glass. Do we have our armor? You do have your armor. Armor and weapons, both. Sweet. That's basically all I have. And my spell book? That's in here. Uh, it looks like it has been bound shut, uh, and there was probably a lock put on it by the people in security, but it mm. looks like that lock has been picked, though no one's looked through your book as far as you can tell. But they did remove the lock. They did remove the lock. Is my fishing pole there? Absolutely. Good. <laughs> Is that what you were doing when they came for you? To take you away to jail? You were You're fishing. Out I was, a fish? Actually, I was sitting in a lat house. Blood was trickling down the steps when the sea co- when the sea guard found me. <laughs> but yes, I did have my fishing pole. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but this seems like a sweet so, deal to me, guys. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty much sold on this. They protect us from the mathletes, <laughs> the nerds. <laughs> I don't. You know, to be honest, if we've got our stuff, I don't give a shit about the mathletes. We should just take this girl's bag and get out of here as soon as we can. Before all this shit gets taken away and things get worse. Well, they do have our bomb-making material now. Yeah. That sack wasn't enough to break us all out. I needed it. We needed way more. And uh, Do we need bombs to get out now that we have our stuff back? I don't think my fishing pole's going to do very much. I would <laughs> like my <laughs> elemental back, thanks. <laughs> what kind of elemental do you have? A water elemental. Look. Be handy. I think oh. we... I think we kind of owe it to these people to not double cross them. We don't want two gangs on our back side. If we're out of this Agreed. prison, nothing. Who? What do they matter? Well, they could still break out. Well, they have the fertilizer. They want to get out too. I feel like our chances are better with all their resources. Yeah. All right. So. We and did. so as you guys are talking, um, you guys uh, walk past. You can hear the blaring sounds uh, of the intercom as the warden's daughter is yelling at you all t- to get to bed uh, as they're going to shut the uh, shut the doors now and lock you all in for the night and do their last sweep. As you head back to your cells, 
what are the, the five of you thinking about or planning? And actually, there's been a bit of a change in terms of where your cells are. The, the fire lion is still stuck in the void cell, um, which has meant there has been a, uh, a roommate position open finally for the first time in forever and that guy who's been requesting for uh, a roommate forever uh, was led into the new cell and uh, uh, with that <clears throat> flaxen uh, you're you move in that night to uh, to the other half of Ishmael's cell hey what are the chances of this huh yeah what a party you won't like kill me in my sleep will you not that kind of killer I mean, I'm a soldier. That's what I mean. Oh. As you think oh. through it, um, Flaxen, you have a sneaking suspicion that one of the uh, one of Mondo Stone's friends in the uh, uh, approvals office probably got the two of you into the same room together. Meanwhile, not not too far from here, but off the coast, off the edge of the the void um, floats a small balloon where uh, a tiny little weather magician sits in a hot air balloon looking out over the void. Um, it's his job to circumnavigate the triangle every once in a while and check interesting perturbances uh, out of the uh, uh, the outside of the triangle. And for the last several years, uh, he's been happily stuck uh, here at the edge of the prison working for the warden, uh, just making sure that no one tries to do anything funny and and basically just keep a tally of everyone that throws themselves off the edge of the universe uh, because they go nuts in the void cells. So he's there uh, hanging out, uh, playing a game of solitaire on his uh, uh, dominoes uh, when he turns to the horizon away from the triangle into the blank void of space because he sees something very strange and his storm glass is whirring uh, as it hangs around his neck. And he kind of takes it off and taps it a couple times and shakes it around and looks at it funny and he's like, well, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right at all. And as he keeps looking, he torches up his hot air balloon and flies off further into the void, further than he usually goes. One mile, two miles, four miles, five miles, ten. Uh, when he sees what's coming, he sees a low rolling bank of fog slowly approaching from the void. Now, this weather magician, he loves more than anything to take care of his plants. He has a succulent room back at the prison uh, and his mind slips back to those plants and how they're doing and uh, how we'll take care of them uh, when slowly the fog bank rolls closer, which is very strange to see a bank of fog rolling out of deep space. And it gets closer and closer and closer. He begins to cast a couple spells to disperse it. He doesn't want a big storm crashing over the prison and he does nothing. There is no response. He gets a little worried, and he sets up a bit of a torch underneath the hot air balloon to start flying back into the prison. But within a very short amount of time, the fog bank is less than a mile away, less than a half, less than a quarter, and his hot air balloon does not have the kind of speed to outrun it. And as the fog bank rolls close, it slowly draws around him, and the last thoughts he ever thinks before rolling into the fog, never to return, is who will take care of my plants 